0: Hello and welcome to the Manifesting Makeup Artist podcast. I'm your host, Amber Talarico, founder and creator of the What It Takes documentary and now online platform. I'm so excited to bring this podcast to our community that offers education, motivation, and inspiration. It's my mission to connect education with mindset techniques so that you can manifest the career of your dreams. If you love this episode, make sure to give us a five-star review and feel free to take a screenshot on your phone to share with your social media and tag us on Instagram. I want to take a moment to thank our awesome sponsors, EI School of Makeup, where artistry meets industry. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this podcast. All right, are you ready to manifest the shit out of your career? I sure hope so, because I know I am. Let's get on with the show. Hello everyone, it's just another day in quarantine, I'm legit losing my mind, (laughs) we actually have a pool at my apartment complex and it's killing me that I can't go and sit on the damn lounge chairs, that's all I want. It's finally been warm and sunny recently in Southern California and... I'm just upset that, like, I can't go sit in those lounge chairs because my apartment doesn't face the sun. So we don't get any any sun coming into our windows, on our porch, nothing. It's like a goddamn cave. So, and yeah, I've gone outside and, like, taken a few walks, which is nice. Um, but I really wish that we would get sun on the porch or I could just sit in those lounge chairs around the pool. Ugh. <laughs> uh, I wish. I wonder if I can lower my rent since all the amenities have been taken away. So, like, we have a pool, we have a, a gym, the barbecue area. All that's no longer available to us, so I might just send an email after this. <laughs> that's a side note, though. Anywho, I want to talk about something super-duper important, something that my eyes have been completely open to recently due to this pandemic. And that's multiple streams of income. The importance of having multiple streams of income. So freelance, like as a makeup artist or a hairstylist, it's really amazing. Don't get me wrong, but it took me eight years of literally nonstop working to get there. It was only in the like recent three years that I've actually been able to say I freelance full time. So and it's great. Like I love it, but. It like I moved here eight years ago and it took me five years, five years plus the three years before I moved. So total of eight years to build my freelance career and build my client base, eight years. It's insane. That's completely besides the point. But I do want to, I wanted to make sure that I said that to give you guys some insight on just how long sometimes it takes for us to go full-time freelance. So you know, you might not be at you know that point, you know, before all this happened anyway, to be full time freelance. But anyway, I, this whole com, uh, this whole podcast is specifically to talk about how we shouldn't put everything into just freelancing because that's what I did right before all this happened. <laughs> and three years ago was the first time that I was able to go full time freelance. And that was before the pandemic. So keep that in mind. You know, I was on a roll. I was making $3,000 on a bad month. And over the last probably year or two years, there were two months in which I made just under 10000 And it was incredible. I was, I really, really felt like my career was finally really getting to a point where I was like, yes, this is exactly what I've always wanted. And, you know, I feel confident that, this is a sustainable career. And that I, you know, not that I've reached the top, because I don't necessarily say that that is reaching the top, but I was able to pay my bills and, you know, bring my credit back up. Because back in what 2014 or 15, my credit was like under 300. It was, it was completely embarrassing. But you know, unfortunately, that's just what had to happen. And well, for me, anyways, in my journey, that was just, you know, unfortunately something that happened and it was a learning experience to say the least. But over the last three years, like I said, I have, you know, been able to make enough money to get my credit back up and pay off all those bills and everything like that. And, you know, that was, like I said, before the pandemic, but, you know, all of a sudden this pandemic happens, right? And I was forced to be faced with this. I have no other streams of income. That was what I was faced with. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I literally don't have any way to to have a, 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 store, a source of income. And, um, you know, I prayed. I prayed to God that the unemployment would come through because I really didn't know if I was going to be approved for it or what I would be approved for, like there, you know, I was hearing rumors that there was, you know, some people that that were approved for very, very little. And it was really terrifying. I was like, I don't have any other way of making money like right now. And then I realized, had I been a little more focused with what I was doing with my side business, this may not have been as bad as it is right now. Or as bad, you know, as at, you know, what I saw it as like, luckily, I got, you know, approved for the unemployment and everything. And um, I feel much better about, you know, where I'm at with the unemployment and what I was approved for. However, and with the stimulus package and everything, like, luckily, we're getting at least some sort of relief or some sort of funds to, to help us during this time. But Nonetheless, I was absolutely terrified, and I know some of you are like, "Well, Amber, you have you know a, another stream of income with What It Takes," and um, I want to remind you that that you know they always say within the first three years of a business you don't make money, and I'm still in that phase. So as of now, or you know, I'm still not making any money from what I'm doing with What It Takes. You know, any events that I do, pretty much I either break even or I end up going in negatives because I'm putting money into either promoting it or the actual putting together of the event itself so either paying you know the people that are a part of it or paying the you know for the food and the decorations and all that kind of stuff it all you know ends up being whatever and I have monthly bills that I have to pay in order to have a website in order to have an email um you know list uh where I can send you know Thousands of emails at a time, things like that. So no, I have not made any money really in retrospect from what it takes. I'm still I, I just never put enough effort into building that part of a of my business to sustain income from it. So now that you kind of know my personal perspective on how I came about this topic, I wanted to share with you guys What I really think is important about us freelancers finding other streams of income aside from what we do on set. So, you might be at a completely different point. You know, you might be just starting in your career. So, even before all this happened, you had a part time job in place. And, you know, in addition to freelancing, you might um, have not been fully freelancing yet. And, you know, freelancing was just kind of like a side thing, you know, you might be at a different point. But, you know, take, take note of this either way, what at whatever stage you were at before the pandemic happened. Um, For those of you that were full time freelance, and I do know a lot of you were really, really, really listen to what I have to say. (laughs) Because I want you to please, please explore your options for other streams of income. If you, you know, are are really wanting to be essentially full-time freelancing or if you aspire to, you know, be a full-time freelancer, um, this pandemic, like this pandemic is like a total slap in the face, you know, to those who have only been freelancing as their, you know, only or mainstream of income. Like it's been completely taken away from us. And I'm sure so many of you feel me on this, right? So let's explore some streams of income, shall we so first writing a book this does not have to be ridiculously long. it doesn't have to be super duper legit like obviously if you're going to write a book of course you want to do it as professionally and quote unquote legit as you can but you don't have to have like an agent or an editor or you know anything like that like I think you know I, I can safely say that most of you have come have come across, you know, influencers, or people online that are promoting their kind of like ebooks, like their mini ebooks or whatever. And they're selling it at a very, very low price. And if you've bought any of these, you know that they're pretty much like anyone and everyone can make these. And You know, you could do anything from something like how to make donuts. Like, I don't know. Or you could do something that is related to the makeup industry. Like, you could put a you know tutorial, like a how-to book together or anything like that. Like, literally anything. You could write about anything. If you have hobbies, um, if you want to tell a certain story, if you, I don't know. There's a lot of options here. Put it together on Canvas. Um, Sorry, not Canvas. Canva, which is just a it's a graphic design, essentially a website that's super duper duper user friendly. And they have a whole area like a whole template that is specifically for ebooks. So you would create this ebook on Canva. And then you would sell it as a downloadable and you can sell it, you know, from anything from a dollar to, you know, $12, depending on what it is. And, um, you know, exactly how long it is, how valuable it is, things like that. I do know that right now, obviously, um, the higher you go, the less likely you're going to get, you know, people to buy it just simply because so many people are out of work right now. But either way, it's something that you can make money off of. And when you know, the pandemic ends, you will still have this book that you can promote. And maybe, you know, maybe what happens is you realize that you can make a decent amount of money from ebooks, and you just continue to create ebooks. And this becomes a what is called in the, like, entrepreneur world as passive income. Like, you're just making money as you're, you know, on set and as you're sleeping and stuff like that. Now, I will say you definitely want to, if you want it to be, like, like ultimately as, you know, um, successful as it possibly can be, you definitely want to have an implement, like, you know, an email system or some sort of way to promote it so um, you know promoting on Instagram ads or Facebook ads some way to promote your book um, and having a direct way to communicate with the people that are interested in your book I hope that makes sense Um, there's a lot of courses on this so definitely check that out um, if that is something because I know a lot of people that you know make really really good passive income from simply a short book that's two, five, seven dollars. Second is selling a product. So be very intentional about this. Make sure whatever you want to sell is currently in demand. I want to really emphasize that because even I've had a shit ton of you know ideas on creating products, and if it's not in demand, it just it becomes really, really hard to force selling. And If you're anything like me, I'm absolutely terrible at selling things. So, you know, I'm assuming, you know, a lot of us are, you know, not a lot of us, all of us are the kind of more creative side of the brain. And selling doesn't you know, do well with us. I know so many people that I've talked to that the marketing aspect of our businesses as makeup artists and as hairstylists is the hardest because we, we, we aren't good at selling, you know, or promoting ourselves. Right. But so if you do want to sell a product, I highly suggest, you know, making sure that it's something that is already in demand because it'll make it a lot easier to sell since it's already will be in demand. So for example, right now, face masks are very, very, very much in demand if you have, you know, a really good close um, following, like so, it does not matter how many followings you have. I want to really, really emphasize that. So, if you were to take, you know, face masks, create, start creating really cool, fun face masks, um, what you could do is just promote it on your Instagram and your Facebook, um, maybe even on TikTok. TikTok, if you have a TikTok, I don't know. And what you would then do is. Um, Like, I guarantee you, people will, you know, in your close group of friends and family start to buy from you. And then, you know, basically all you have to do is ask them to help promote. And then it kind of becomes its own cycle. You could also create hand sanitizers, at-home cleaning products. Um, Obviously, if none of this speaks to you because, like, you don't give two shits about any of that, find something else that might, you know, be trending right now. And, you know, you could sell that. Um, So those are just some ideas. Um, And even so even when we like after the pandemic, so say, for instance, you are listening to this after all this pandemic is happening, figure out another product doesn't have to be, you know, related to what is trending right now, which right now is, you know, anything that can clean, (laughs) or, you know, protect us, but something that, you know, you are able to feel really, really confident selling no matter what. And that then becomes a another option for passive income while you're on set while you're you know sleeping whatever so the third thing third way um, to create some uh, another stream of income is creating an online course so right now more than ever virtual courses, virtual, anything virtual is very, very, very relevant. And I really think that this is going to just stay like I think that this is going to continue to be uh, a big thing where you know, courses and trainings virtually are going I don't think that's really going to go away, the hype of it all. Um, Obviously, I think that once everybody goes back to work, of course, like the attendance of, of everybody is not going to be nearly as high. So, for instance, Instagram lives are at an all time high right now. I can't even tell you how many people are going live right now on their Instagram handles, which is great. But once we're all going back to work, those numbers for those people are going to go down significantly because not every, you know, not as many people are at home. So, Either way, though, I really think that online courses is still going to be very, very relevant because people now see how how helpful, you know, online courses, online trainings are. Um, the other, so, and you could do anything from, you know, makeup tutorials, which is great. Um, that might be a little bit harder just because it's so, you know, saturated and there's so many people doing it for free on YouTube and on Instagram. However, you can, you can make it super creative. You can do a course on I don't know if you're really good at graphic designing you could you know sell a course that's specific to how to create a a logo for your freelance makeup artistry career or something like that I don't know um how to do how to edit you know I think that that's really relevant for us hairstylists and makeup artists that you know have these you know our portfolio that maybe we want to kind of edit a little bit so maybe you could put a photography you know um like a photo editing for makeup artists online course, and you could use Photoshop or whatever you want to use. That would be really relevant, and I think a lot of makeup artists would love to learn how to do that and uh, learn from from a fellow makeup artist that really understands us, right? So. I think that you guys kind of get my drift with this. Create an online course. I really... There's so... And and it does not have to stop at just the makeup industry. If you're really passionate about other things, you know, definitely explore how you could create an online course for other things. And you... There's... Um, you can go on, like... Oh, geez, there's Teachable, there's Thinkific. There's all these hosting sites that you can host an online course on. But here's the thing. This is something that is really cool that you can do. You can simply create a quote-unquote online course through Facebook groups, which is really cool. And all you would do is put all of your content within that Facebook group, and guess what? It's free, completely free. Like, that... (laughs) kind of badass if you ask me so like if you're like well amber like i want to create an online course but i don't have money to have it on a platform right we'll start it on a facebook group so what you would do is you know have your videos record them you know with all the content if you have workbooks and stuff like that there's actually in the facebook group uh they have options to you know upload different files and PDFs, it's absolutely incredible, like what Facebook groups have now kind of what they've turned into, and how, how helpful Facebook groups are now, like there's so many options. And um, you can actually, I think there's like a whole section where you can create different units is what it's called. So if you have, say, modules, so say module one, module two, module three, there are different units and that's what Facebook calls there are different modules as units. So it's really really cool. If you have questions on that please 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 feel free to reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to walk you through that. It's really, really simple and an amazing way to make passive income. So it's not only, it's not only another stream of income, it's a passive income. So um, you know after all this is done you continue, you know can you can continue to promote this and make money from it. Number four is investing. I know nothing about investing, but it is another way to have, you know, another stream of income. Definitely look into it. I myself am looking into this as well. You know, I'm reading books about what, how to invest and what does that look like? You know, does it, there's all different types of examples. I don't want to give too many examples because like I said, I don't really know anything about investing, but Point being is that investing is an option for every single one of us, and it is something that we all as artists should look into because it's just another way that we can grow our our money so that if this happens again, which holy shit, I hope to God that doesn't happen. But if something similar happens, you know, where we have months of no work, which is actually kind of common, not kind of, it is common in our industry, we you have something to lean back on, right? Okay, so... Moving on to the next stream of income, a significant other, right? I think this is kind of self-explanatory. So if you have a significant other, that is a second stream of income or another stream of income. And, you know, if you're doing it right, they would also have other streams of income. And then they you know. Anyway having a significant other that has another stream of income. If you are, you know, still living with your parents, that is technically a stream of income because they're helping you. um, Ideally, if it's, you know, the traditional sense where your parents are allowing you to stay there and you're not paying rent, right? That isn't always the case, but, you know, um, for the majority, I would say that you're probably not paying to live at your parents and, you know, you're not paying for bills and things like that. So that essentially is some sort of stream of income because you know they're paying things for you if that makes sense or they're helping you know so that you don't have to fork that money out for, you know, um, from your own pocket. All right, moving on to the sixth one, which is coaching. And this could be literally in any area. Um, it might seem like right now is kind of like not the greatest time to do it, but for whatever reason, people are really thriving in this industry right now. Um, it was, it surprised me too. Like I, you guys, I, like I said, I've taken a million courses and been a part of a million memberships and everything like that. And so with that comes, you know, being a part of Facebook groups and everything. And I've been, you know, really, really active in my Facebook groups lately that I'm a part of with all the courses. Cause I've had so much time to go back and retake all these courses, right? Which is great. I mean, I've been learning so much. Um, and it's something I've been wanting to do, just I never had the time to. But in these forums, I'm really seeing that so many of these coaches are actually thriving right now. And, you know, you might, I know so many of you that are in the wellness or the health industry, you know, whether you're like a fitness instructor, or you're really into nutrition, or or anything like that you could kind of turn that into a coaching um like a coaching business now here's the thing with coaching is that you would essentially have to make time for you know one-on-ones and therefore you can charge a lot of money to do that but once we do go back to work you do have to take that in consideration so um if you're anything like me personally like I don't um I I did one-on-one coaching for, you know, a few months and I loved it. It was really, really great. But it started to kind of dip into my time being on set. And at that time, I I wasn't really down for that. So just, you know, keep that in mind that coaching, you know, it's it's another stream of income. But it is something that you want to make sure that you... Um, that it's a decision that you are committed to doing at least for a a certain time check it out see how you feel about it if you don't like it and like you experience what I experience, then just stop doing it but it is another way for you to make money and good money at that all right moving on to number seven as a podcast so yeah it sounds like I'm sure initially you're like podcast how do you make money from a podcast well here's the thing Podcasts are, you know, there's a, so many of them now, right? Um, but, like, you could literally podcast on any topic, any topic. And as long as you are really, you know, strategic and intentional with promoting your podcast, what you can start doing is you can start not only growing your Instagram, growing your following, and everything like that, and getting your name out there and building a really great reputation for yourself, but it can also. Uh, turn into speaking engagements where people invite you to speak at, you know, different summits, different events, things like that. And once the, you know, the epidemic is, I'm sorry, the pandemic is said and done and live events do start kind of popping back up, you will have that option to do that. And right now, my God, I mean, creating a podcast right now is, is, is really the best time to do it because you can create Fifty podcasts, you know, over the next two weeks with all the zero things that you have to do during, I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to make sure that I, I completely take note that I'm sure a lot of you have children and you know, with the whole schooling situation, like I don't want to take away from that. So definitely, um, you know, I don't want to offend anybody by saying that you have nothing to do, but you have way more time, way more extra time than you did before, this happen. And I think we can all agree on that. So putting time and effort into a podcast right now is really good. Now what you can do on a podcast is you can get um, sponsors, you know, and you know, I would be very strategic with your sponsors. And I'm going to do a whole entire podcast on podcasts. um, And how you know how great of an option it is for us to create income from a podcast you can do affiliate marketing on that um, kind of like if you think about blogs so I feel like podcasts are now the new blogs blogging is it has been oversaturated for many years but people have made millions of dollars being bloggers and they still do um, and I really think that blogging actually is another stream of income if that's something you want to look into as well where you have you know, your affiliate marketing through Amazon or your affiliate marketing, you know, if you're talking about a certain brand and then you link to that brand and people buy it, then you get an affiliate, whatever. So with podcasts, it's very similar. So brands now are looking to podcasts for, you know, paying for promotion. And so definitely podcasting is, is a really great opportunity for you to put time into it now plant that seed and then when we all go back to work you have another stream of income and that you know stream is through your podcast um so that i really think that podcasting is really great and um, depending on your topic you know you can get very strategic with who you reach out to for you know sponsorship slots um or you know really doing a good deal of you know researching and becoming an affiliate with different brands so that you can get you know affiliate commissions Okay, eight and the final one or number eight is the final one, which is affiliate marketing. That's what I've just been talking about. So affiliate marketing is a really, really great way for us as makeup artists to make money. Now, I, I want to talk about the fact that affiliate marketing, it, if you think about it in this way, it's almost like wholesale marketing or whole like selling at wholesale, if that makes sense. So if you're a brick and mortar, if you're a salon or anything like that, you would purchase, you know, said products at 40, 50, sometimes 60% off at wholesale, right? And then you sell those products and you, you know, you get 60, anywhere between 40 to 60% uh, commission, right? Affiliate marketing is very similar. So instead of you having to pay up front for the products, you're essentially just giving you're just driving traffic to whatever brand or whatever company it is that you're promoting. And then they track your sales through that. And then they give you a check. It's usually monthly, some do it, I think bi weekly. But, um, you know, you could go to Amazon, they have a, a great affiliate marketing, program. Um, a lot of brands have affiliate marketing. So if you have, I highly suggest, you know, writing down five brands that you absolutely love, and looking them up and asking them if they have affiliate marketing, or just going to their website and seeing if they have affiliate marketing. So and it looks, you know, all different shapes and sizes of how affiliates um, affiliate marketing looks like. So some do, you know, you get 10% commission. Some do 20% commission. Some do like, for instance, um, it's like, I don't even know what brands, like sometimes you'll, you'll just get credits to any certain brand, um, which helps though. Like that even helps. Um, but there's so many options you guys. And I really want to emphasize this, that you should take advantage of that because, um, especially with, with makeup brands, because, you know, it, if it's a brand that you really enjoy and you use yourself, you, anytime that you promote that brand, like say for instance, you're like, Oh, I love this. Um, I don't know this lipstick, whatever. And you're just saying that on just regular social media, you actually could be getting money from, from that review if you will, you know, and, and just like bringing a a step, you know, one step further and saying like, Hey, I love this lipstick. And I think you all should try it. Here's a link and you can get X amount of percentage off, use my coupon code. And then that person gets a coupon and then you get commission and everybody's happy. And, um, it does not matter at all what your following count is. Trust me on that. To be honest, the, the smaller account numbers that you have, um, the more intimate you can be with your following and that tends to convert a lot higher that is what a, a lot of marketing experts say so keep that in mind all right so that's pretty much it like i there's a lot a lot of streams of income to explore for everybody and there's even more like that you know i haven't even listed on here and i hope that one of the examples at least one i listed re- you know resonates with you in some capacity. This is a scary time, but a time that we all need to go inward and take an honest inventory of what has been serving us recently, and also what no longer serves us. For me, putting all my eggs in one basket is no longer serving me. So that's something I'm personally exploring. And that what that looks like for me is I put so much time and effort into my freelance career, which is really great. And I'm not, you know, I'm not taking away from that. However, it was completely taken away from me and now I'm left with nothing. So I've realized, you know, I have an online business and I have, haven't have actually focused on it the way that I could have in the past where I could still be making money had I actually focused on it in a different way in the past. So now I'm putting, you know, obviously I have so much time to do this, but now I'm focusing on that, that my, my online business in a different way. And I'm, you know, trying to explore other ways of having income so that when I do go back to work, I can still work, you know, as I was working before. But I'll have other streams of income still flowing through while I'm working. Cool. Does that all make sense? Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to me. And if you haven't already, find me on Instagram at M U A. And take a screenshot of the podcast and share on your stories. And be sure to tag me so that I can reshare. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Stay safe out there. And until next time, I'll see you later.